training, mindset, integrity, incremental improvement. What can you do better today? Start right here with the Pendola Project. Welcome to another episode of the Pendola Project. I'm your host, Matt Pendola. And I am producer Jake Parker. Today, we have two very interesting high school basketball players, but not just any players. These are two very accomplished student athletes, Matt. Yeah, I've been so lucky to coach both of them, Matt Williams and Jordan Jensen. They're basketball players, but they're so much more. Along the way, along their journey, they've been multi-sport athletes, which I absolutely love. I think too many young athletes specialize too early, and these kids are a great example about how you should play all different kinds of sports, get yourself involved with different things. And yeah, eventually they're going to specialize a little bit more. I think that's been a big part of their success. Jordan had some great points about how she brings structure into her life. She's a big planner. Matt is like the opposite of that, but that in itself was a good thing. It works for him. He was able to really bring forth a lot of the positive attitude that he has about surrounding himself with better people, getting himself from a small pond, being a big fish in a small pond, to getting into the ocean with bigger fish and accepting that challenge. I love that Matt talked about that as well. It's a super good episode about having these guys learning to become better versions of themselves. I think that any kid can learn from this, but adults too. Myself included. And I was really impressed with their, their understanding of priorities. When they're 16 to 18 years old, there's all kinds of distractions, especially for kids nowadays. You know, social media is right at their fingertips. Video games are right at home. These guys really had it together. Like you mentioned, Jordy was quite a planner. She knew how to spend her time and on what. And even though Matthew maybe didn't have the same approach to it, I think he actually is a bit of a planner in his head because his priorities were right in line too. He's mentioned how he doesn't like to play too many video games. He watches some Netflix, I think he mentioned, but other than that, you know, they're not spending their time with guys or with girls or, you know, dating too much. It's just really impressive to see such young minds have such a mature grasp of priorities. Yeah, I love that. They're super driven and it shows, but they also shared with us the balance that they can have in order to keep driving, keep moving forward, but have some good health and happiness in their lives that isn't just all around basketball too. I thought that was a great part of the episode we talked about there. So without further ado, Matthew and Jordan. I am so happy to talk today to Matt Williams and Jordan Jensen. These are basketball players, high school athletes that have really had a lot of great success. And I'd love to hear about what their journey has been like and take you guys on that journey too. So we're going to just talk a little bit about your childhood, guys. And um, what did you do as a kid? Were you very active, Matt? Yeah, I was always a kid on the playground who's trying to be first and everything, trying to be the fastest, trying to jump the highest. Uh, I've been playing basketball for as long as I can remember, so I've always had that to keep me in shape. But I never was the fastest or I never could jump the highest, so I always had that to keep me motivated. You jump pretty high now. I do. 
the other it day. It wasn't always like that. No, it wasn't. And we uh, we recorded you the other day. And what did you hit? Was it uh, 11 feet 3 inches for your max vert? 11 foot 3 and a half. Oh, yeah. I'd steal that half an inch for you. That's terrible. Terrible. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't do that. What about you, Jordan? You were pretty lazy growing up, weren't you? Oh, no. Well, I was born in Truckee, so outdoors was always a big thing. Going to the lake, jumping in, hiking, and also basketball since as little as I could remember. And Jordan, how old are you now? 16. 16. And Matt, you are? I just turned 18. 18. Okay, just to give some perspective on this. So one thing that uh, Jake and I talking about a little bit is just how highly intelligent and well-spoken you kids are. It's it's amazing, but I don't think it's an accident. And a lot of the times when it comes to our journeys, we're trying to become better versions of ourselves, and we understand that that takes a balance. It's not just about being an athlete. You're a student first, aren't you guys? I try really hard. I'm never the smartest in the class, but I try really, really hard. What about you, Matt? Uh, What are you going to be? You're going to college. You're actually leaving next week. Right. Where are you going and what are you going to study? I'm actually going to a prep school. It's kind of in between college and high school. So I I really have a whole other year to uh, decide what I want to do for like studying. So we just get put into the classes that uh, like our coaches put us in. Like our whole team will be in one class for eight weeks. And then we finish that class, and we get our credits, and then we go on to the next class. And that's pretty much it for all of our school. Then for the second semester, we're just straight studying for our ACTs, trying to get higher test scores to look better for coaches. Nice, nice. So, guys, let's talk about basketball a little bit. Obviously, you love basketball. You love the sport. What got you into basketball in the first place, Jordan? Well, my dad, he always played five-on-five five at the gym, so as as long as I could remember, I was always in the gym with him, like just maybe carrying around a basketball, but I was always touching a basketball. Yeah, it's uh, my, my daughter, she was practicing getting off her bike the other day, transitioning, getting her helmet off as quickly as she could, and then running as fast as she could. It's amazing how much that she already wants to do what daddy does, even though you know I'm sure it's not really ingrained in a seven-year-old to think about triathlons, right, <laughs> things like that. But uh, what about you, Maddie? Um, well, I come from a, a basketball family, so I've been playing basketball as long as I can remember. But the times when I really think back and think about when I loved basketball the most, it's when uh, my older cousin, he used to take me to uh, Al Sorensen's by my house, and they have a gym there. And I used to just play pickup pick basketball with the older guys, and that's when I loved it. I love, like, showing I'm better than the, other, than the older guys. That's when I met a lot of my new friends, and that's when it was just the most fun for me. Yeah, and let's just talk about that for a minute. You guys are both really good at, like, everything, really. I mean, you're, you're, you're playing golf right now, Jordan. And you just said, like, I just kind of pick up the golf club during the season. Yeah. Right? And you can just kind of do that, right? Mm -hmm. How does that happen? How are you so good at all these different sports? How how do you think that happened? Well, I think my hand-eye coordination is really good. So, like, I could just go from one sport to another. And, like, playing softball helps golf and hurts golf at the same time. And, like, I just think all the sports are connected. So if you're, like playing different sports you're gonna help 
other sports. Yeah, no, it's really well said. You're right on. I want my daughter to just try everything right now. And, you know, she said to me, uh, Daddy, can I try um, track when I get older? And, of course, I know that she wants to run track in part because she knows that I did it and that's the sport I love. And I said, of course you can. But uh, along the way, I just want you to try as much as you're, you know, to your heart's content, right? Just do different things, develop that motor control, have that multi-sport attitude as long as you can. And you guys, I've talked to you about that in particular, Jordan, is I think it's great that you've done all these other sports. But then there is a point where you say, I want to play in college. I want to focus on this sport. And it's kind of gotten that way more and more where kids are starting sports and specifically working on a sport as a specialty really, really young. But both of you guys have stayed active in other sports, and I think that that in itself, like you just said, Jordan, allows you to do better in the sport that you are going to end up focusing on at some point, right? And Matt, I know with you, you decided to join track this year, do a little bit of track, and you did track in the previous years too, but it's not something that you train for year-round, but you came back from... Actually, an ankle sprain, you had a grade two ankle sprain, and you still uh, joined track, and you were in that process of recovering from that ankle sprain, but you did the high jump, you did hurdles. I will brag a little bit for you, you ended up winning state titles in both. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have asked me, man, how, how does Matt do that? You know, or they just, they, they think that you have some kind of magic to you. And I just think, well, you know, he's trained all his life for these things, really, right? Right. But why did you join track? Why not just focus on basketball all year? Well, Gabby, my older sister, she was phenomenal at track. She was a uh, Olympic high jumper almost. And I did not like track my freshman year. I wanted nothing to do with it. I was a short little 5'9 kid, slowest kid on my basketball team. So when the track coach came up and asked me to do track, I was like, no way, man. There's no way I'm ever going to do this. I hate track. Then sophomore year, uh, I was pretty bored that spring when I didn't do track. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. I wasn't that good my sophomore year. Uh, I was pretty disappointed in how... And how bad I was, I could only get five six. Well, and that's a decent height, but I was six two, so it wasn't that good. And that really made me want to do better at it, because I knew I could do better, but I just wasn't performing the way I wanted to. So I wanted to give a few more chances. That's great. So what I'm hearing here, we talk about being able to look at something with an open mindset and saying, "Hey." You know, maybe I'm not the greatest at this right now, but I can get better. And versus that closed mindset, well, I'm just not good at this. I'm going to move on to the next thing. Right. And by getting better at those things, let's see, getting better in the high jump, does that help with basketball? I wouldn't think that it did, but I couldn't jump for anything my sophomore year. Then my junior year came and I was super springy. I could barely dunk at 6'2" my sophomore year and I could get my head to the rim my junior year. 
so it must have helped. That's that's exactly right, <laughs> right. And what about you, Jordan? Playing basketball is important to you, I know. But having these other sports in your life, at least while you can do these other sports, I know you're enjoying that process. But I'd like to talk a little bit with you about the strength training you decided to do. You came to me during the softball season, and you agreed that you needed to start getting a little bit more strength training to support these sports, right? Yeah. What was that process like for you? Why did you decide that you were going to come in and strength train in the first place? Well, all the college coaches that I've talked to have told me the same exact two things. I need to get faster and I need to get stronger, have more of a presence on the court and not get pushed around. So I thought strength training was the best option for me. If I really wanted to go to college for basketball, I needed to focus on it. Yeah, and I think that a lot of athletes, they tend to focus a little bit more on getting better for their skill sets in their sports. But with you, we talked about how you can gain relative strength that would support those skill sets a little bit more. Yeah, I also gave up a whole summer of traveling to strength train. Yes, you did. And I think that's helped me. That's the best decision I've made. So how is that changed you or or has that built confidence for you what has strength training done for you in this process i just feel a lot better on the court like when i go up for rebounds like i know like i'm gonna come down with this rebound now and before i was like getting bumped and i would like go to the ground and just stuff like that so we'll take basketball for example you have offense you have defense right and kind of the way i think of it is if you're really good at offense as a team but you have no defense you're probably going to lose right yeah right and you have to balance that out by working on your defense right but if you're only focused on one thing you're not rounding yourself out enough so that would be the offense might be like your skill set for example the defense might be the mechanical loading or the strength training to support that Mm -hmm. right and that's where i think that athletes can really serve their opportunities a little bit better prepare a little bit better by rounding themselves out by giving themselves a little bit more strength to support that skill set so that they can have a better, longer, healthier career so that their knees aren't hurting when they're in their 40s, right? But also so that they can improve their performance now. Matt, you had an ankle sprain. That's why you came in to see me, and I know you were kind of kicking and dragging coming in, mm-hmm. right? What what got you in there, Matt? Why did you come into the gym in the first place? You were already a pretty accomplished athlete at that point. Okay, you had an ankle sprain, but you didn't have to come and see me. Why did you come? Well, I came because you're good friends with Gabby, and Gabby asked me to, so I trusted her. And then I just kept coming because I enjoyed what we did and I enjoyed working out with you. Also, I had track to look forward to, so I had to get my ankle good for track and yeah, I just enjoyed coming in after that. Yeah, and it was it was a little bit of a process trying to get you on board with things like protocol, working on proprioception, these things that maybe you didn't work on so much before, right? Right. Because you, you're a naturally uh, springy 
kind of kid. You've got great you know, coordination. Playing all these sports, both of you have really good ability in, in those ways. But I always credit kids like you for coming in and doing the work, even though you could kind of still get away with not doing it. And so that first initial process, I either kind of hook you in and you kind of drink the Kool-Aid a little bit or you don't. So I like to talk a little bit about culture because you said you liked it there. How much has the culture been helpful for you and your goals and, and even just being consistent with the strength training with maybe some of the things that aren't the most fun but necessary for you to do. So, Jordan, we'll start with you. What do you think about the culture, and and what do you enjoy about it? Well, I just remember the first day I got there, I was really nervous, and we ended up doing this group thing, and I got up already really nervous, and one of the kids was like, come on, Jordan, you got this, and like super encouraging, and I was like, this is something I want to be a part of. Like, I want to have this to support me. Yeah, no, that's great. The other kids kind of made you feel welcome. That's yeah. that's uh, so important, and I'm always proud of that part of the culture, too. But now you're a talker in there. I mean, you, yeah. yeah, you're always one of the people that speaks up, really. And I say, okay, what is it, you know, what do you guys think about that? And you, you always, like, have something that you want to <laughs> contribute and say, right? Yeah. So now you're a big contributor to that culture yourself. Yeah, I definitely am. I just try to make everyone happy, and I always smile, so I think that makes everyone else's days sometimes. I love it. And Matt, you know, I'm going to say a little something I'm thinking about with you and how you contribute to culture, but you don't talk as much as Jordan does. Mm -hmm. But what I am so appreciative about with you is because when you are working on your vertical and we have a, a max vertical day, everybody kind of stops what they're doing and they're just watching you and i'm like that's you know that's everybody's kind of in awe about what you can do physically but you don't stop there you actually were helping a couple of the other athletes with their approach in their vertical how to swing their arms to get more power out of their arms Mm -hmm. and you were really giving them some great coaching tips and that in itself is how you're contributing to culture in a very unique and supportive way, not just being a great athlete, but teaching what you know to help others. Now, where did you learn that from? What would you say, I know your mother, you're very close to your mother. Did you learn some of these qualities from her? Well, yeah, she's really supportive, but I'd say... I learned that from my old track teammates and my old basketball teammates because, I mean, my old basketball teammates, they might not have been as good as me, but they definitely had leadership. They were really someone that I wanted to be, and they were telling me how important leadership was, and then I didn't realize that until they left, and then I had to step up and be the leader. So whenever they gave me tips, I just remembered that those are things that I can help with other people. And I like seeing someone who can do better just by doing little things, and when they know those little things, they can just say, blast off and be the best they can you're also super super humble you're a humble guy a humble athlete you're not the person who talks about your state titles or your your you know accomplishments there where a lot of people are in awe about what you're doing and even your presence i talk about posturing and posture when you walk in the gym you've got great posture 
but you're not intimidating at all. You have what I call the slow smile. I've dubbed it as a <laughs> slow smile. It's so funny because I was in Vegas last weekend. So Matt's sister that he uh, mentioned, Gabby Williams. So she plays for the Chicago Skies now, WNBA athlete. And Matt and I were in Vegas uh, watching her. And then we went to dinner afterwards. I was saying, Matt, uh, he's got that slow smile. And Matt's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And everybody at the table, was laughing because they all knew exactly what I was talking about. But I think that uh, little things like that, your mannerisms, it makes people feel like you're human and you're not just this like uber godly athlete that can't be talked to or touched or anything right and I, I really enjoy that about you and I will say when I was your age man I was I was definitely cockier with my accomplishments I think I guess when I mentioned your mother before I, I kind of think of her when I think about your attitude and and uh, how humble you are she seems to be like a pretty humble person mm-hmm. she's pretty quiet I've met the kids who are super cocky, always talking about their accomplishments, and I don't like them. I don't want to be anything like them. I've always been humbled because I've always been compared to Gabby. So, I mean, I'm, I've always been, like, looking at my accomplishments. So, like, well, I could have done this better. It could have been a little bit better. So I've never been too, like, for sure on my all my accomplishments. Because, for example, I have the region record for hurdles, but then I always think to myself, well, I don't have the state record. That's just one thing. Yeah, I remember smiling when you were talking about how didn't another guy kind of trip up when you just had a few meters left and then that kind of got you a little bit more unstable and, and uh, you were just a little bit off the record? Is that what happened? Well, I mean, I had a funky start, but over the last hurdle, I was got a nice claw to my calf and almost lost the state championship. I mean, I wouldn't blame it on that, but I might might have had the state record if that didn't happen but i mean i'm not i can't hang my head over it i'm not going to look down and not be proud of what i did right it's it's definitely important to recognize your accomplishments but at the same time you're never fully satisfied are you no yeah what about uh with you jordan i want to switch gears a little bit here and talk about things that you've had to overcome what's the toughest thing that you've had to overcome jordan Well, just walking into the gym, I don't look like a good basketball player, tall, skinny, not like the athlete you would think. So just what everyone thinks of me at first until I start playing. Yeah, I mean, day one, we're just uh, going through some archetypes and, you know, doing push-ups were difficult, weren't they? Yeah. Right? Now look at you, right? You can do a lot more and you're a lot stronger and you are not so skinny anymore. Yeah, You definitely put on some good muscle and I've noticed that difference in you just walking again. We talk about posture. I can tell a lot about an athlete, how they feel about themselves, their confidence level, if they have a long, strong spine and they're walking with a purpose is what I kind of think of it as, right? Yeah. So I think putting on some strength and muscle has... uh, improved your confidence a bit don't you yeah it definitely has yeah so that's interesting though i didn't know that a major thing for you to uh overcome was just stepping into the gym i have to remind myself as a coach that it can be intimidating what about with you matt what's been the major obstacle that you've had to overcome back then it was my ankle sprain and having to be disciplined enough to stay off of it And now I'd say it's just finding new things to do to just help myself. 
and finding other ways that I can get stronger, other ways I can put my time into basketball. Right. What about affirmations? Let's talk about what you say to yourselves, because you're talking about how you motivate yourself or you are a motivated person. What are some power words or affirmations that you guys use that might help other athletes in their journeys? Jordan, what do you use for affirmations? Well, I think about two things. I'm always saying to myself, keep going, keep going. And the other thing is, I always think, there's other athletes that aren't doing this. If I do a little bit more, I'm going to beat those athletes. So I keep going. I love it. What about you, Maddie? Um, One thing I think about is, am I better than the people around me? Like, if I'm better than the people around me, then there's no need to stay around them. And I need to find other people Mm. that can help me get better. I didn't realize how important the people around you were to get better until uh, too late in high school. So if you're better than the people around you, then you need to find other people to be with. Yeah. So I'm going to bring up the word talent, which is not a word I like. I think that a lot of athletes just attribute success to talent. In other words, oh, you know, he's so good because he's so talented or look at his genetics or, you know, look look at the things that he that he has just naturally. But you have to work hard for those things. And you just mentioned about basically being a big fish in a small pond basically and saying, "No, I've got to get out there into the open ocean with bigger fish and get better because if I don't, I'm just not going to grow, right?" Right. And with you, Jordan, I love what you said about keep moving because again, it's not so easy once you get knocked down to get back up again. And to me, the true test of a great athlete or a person who achieves a lot of success in their life, definitely not just in athletics, is about getting knocked down, getting back up, and continuing to move forward, knowing that you can be knocked down again and being willing to get back up again no matter what it takes. And you guys are great examples of of that. So... What do you guys do, though, in your downtime? Because we're talking a lot about the grind here, but I think it's super important that people relax a bit and decompress and just, wow, it's not all about the grind. This day and age of social media, all I see out there is about the grind. And, you know, you know, every day I just get up and I grind and that's how I'm so good. And, you know, I don't believe that that is possible long term. I think you have to have some downtime. You have to have some fun in your life. Jordan, what do you do for fun? Matt, I don't have a lot of downtime, but when I do have downtime, I like to relax because I just keep going constantly. So like when I get a chance to, I like relaxing. And obviously I like hanging out with my friends and my family. Yeah, my my daughter, she's funny because she'll kind of schedule out her day. She's a little bit like me that way where she's like literally will plan out her day, right? You're saying your point of view, yeah, yeah, right? You plan everything out. (laughs) Yeah. She'll literally say to me, she said, okay, daddy, I'm going to martial arts and then I go horseback riding lesson and then I'm going to go home and I'm going to relax a little bit. But it's so simple, but it's it's true. Like plan that into your day if if you need to, but spend a little bit of time just doing nothing if that's yeah. what if that's what you need, right? What about you, Maddie? What do you do to relax? What do you do to chill out? 
I just sit in my room and watch my shows. I don't really play too many video games. I'm, I'm kind of social. I hang out with my friends sometimes. But one thing that I used to do all the time, all last summer, is I would just go to Fitness Connection and play pickup basketball. Pickup basketball is like a, so much fun to me. I could do that all day. And I did used to do that all day. I'd be at Fitness Connection for like eight hours. I'd play, then I'd go sit in the sauna. Then when people came back, I'd go back and play. And then th- I'd just have such a fun day. That'd be such a fun day for me. What you're talking about there is, you know, going to Fitness Connection, you're playing though, like when you're a kid and you're just having fun shooting the ball. Right. It's not competition. You're just messing around a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now that's that's another form of uh, decompression, bring, bringing joy back to things and just playing. I think uh, sometimes we get so stuck on what we have to do to get better, but we stop playing. Even, even with myself having my daughter, like I mentioned, just going out and having a good time with her and playing in the park, it makes it so fun. And I might be running back and forth with her doing games that we're doing, throwing the Frisbee doing those kind of things and i'm thinking this is why i started running in the first place because i just really enjoyed running back and forth but i wasn't thinking about my time right such a good point now both of you kids you're good looking kids you're you know you're, you're beautiful people thank you you know, you're very welcome <laughs> um but uh this is a, a question too is do you guys date in 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 high school some of my athletes uh no, none of you guys ever really talk about uh that to me which i get that but do you date at all does that fit into your schedule it's got to be really hard to have that kind of a social life but uh do you do it and if so you know how do you make it work jordan do you date at all when you have one like a boyfriend or something like it's almost like a burden like you have to go talk to him and do all that stuff so actually not really matt yeah that's um i'm hoping my daughter will be the same way until college (laughs) that's what my parents say too (laughs) yeah 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 i don't want my daughter to date too young just keep her busy in sports right keep her too busy to be able to do all that (laughs) stuff all right what about you maddie yeah, but only for like the last year of my high school. I had a girlfriend, that's where I spent like almost all of my downtime. But if you have a good schedule, then it's pretty easy to like avoid having your girlfriend be like a time waster. Cuz I mean, girlfriends can be like big distractions, but if you're committed to something and you don't ever want to like the last thing I ever wanted to do was miss a practice and be with my girlfriend. That'd be like cheating on the sport in a way. Mm. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah, and I, I definitely like what you guys are where you're headed to in your in your heads. And you have plenty of uh, time to experience those kind of things. But right now, it sounds to me like your priorities are becoming, uh, you know, collegiate student athletes, right? Yeah. Right. And uh, I know, Jordan, you want to play in college as well, right? Yeah. That is the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. So let's talk a little bit about long-term goals, though. Where do you see yourself in about five years, Maddie? I want to play professional basketball, even if it's overseas. That's for sure what I want to do. Playing overseas sounds so much fun to me. Why is that? What, what, what is it about playing overseas? Being able to see the world and play basketball is like a dream job, pretty much. 
that's a great point. And when you have a goal like that, it can be a little bit overpowering, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard to... And we talked about this, you and I, I definitely 100% believe that you have the attributes you need. You've been young for your grade. You were 17 as a senior. Most guys are almost a year ahead of you. And so I think that in part, just being able to continue your sport and evolve the way that we all know that you can, I think that you have all the the attributes you need to be a professional basketball player. It's always a long shot, no matter how good you are. But it comes back down to that what Jordan said, just keep moving forward, right? That next step forward, that next step forward. And I believe that you have all the skills to be able to do that. You have the mental skills, you have the physical skills, and you're not going to give up. So I think it's just a matter of time, and I'm going to know you when you're famous, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. If I teach anything to my athletes, I hope I'm teaching by example that do what you love, the rest will follow. And when you really enjoy it and you love it, you're going to have a a beautiful life and and a great legacy because you can focus on being the best version of you for well, really for everybody around you, right? And you can help to make the world a little bit better of a place. But I have a lot of friends, a lot of family that I've talked to that thought I was taking the wrong journey myself for a long time. In my history, you know, running is not exactly a lucrative sport, but I knew I loved it. Eventually, one at one point, I realized that I could become a coach and make a career out of it. And I got into it initially for that. But then, of course, now I'm blessed to work with uh, basketball players like yourself uh, because uh, essentially I loved teaching and coaching so much that I thought, okay, I've understood now how to get my runners better at their sports, but maybe now I can start to take what I know about biomechanics and work with other athletes. And that's been such a blessing in itself, one that I didn't even see coming. So I love to hear when my athletes are now, say, past college, past collegiate years, coming in to see me, which is always wonderful when an athlete stops by, tells me how they're doing. And that's always the first thing that I want to know. Are you doing something that you love and you're really enjoying? If they are, I'm just always so happy for them in that. And the nice part is that I think through the lessons learned, uh, I really can't recall any of my athletes that are kind of in in a rut with a nine to five job that they don't love, right? What about you, Jordan? Where are you going to be in five years in your mind? Well, I've had the same dream since I was like six years old. I want to go to college for basketball, obviously, and get a degree in journalism. And then once I'm out of school, I'll become a reporter, hopefully sports, because I just love talking about all the different sports. And then my end goal is become a sports commentator or broadcaster. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, so this is good practice for you today. Yeah, I was pretty excited about this. Uh, well, you, that's that's awesome. I love it. We need uh, more female broadcasters out there too, don't we? Yep. Yeah, that's that. you're filling a good need there. And it sounds like something you're going to love, right? Yeah, I just love talking to people, and I know my sports really well. I love watching football and baseball and all the different sports, so I just think it would be a dream job. 
Yeah, man. All right, so we're in the gym right now, and you two work out together, not always in the same strength phases, but as we've moved from general physical preparation, we're moving into more of your specific physical preparation for basketball. You guys have been doing some agility work together, you're doing some vertical work together. So what is your favorite thing we've been working on, and then what's your least favorite thing we've been working on? Matt, what about you? My favorite thing that we're working on is vertical for sure because every time I do it, I get like an inch higher. So that makes me feel pretty good about myself. But my least favorite would be, I can't think of a least favorite thing I have. You just love everything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, nothing comes to mind at the moment. Everything's been pretty simple. It's conditioning that I'm conditioning in the future that I'm worried about. I've always struggled with conditioning. Yeah, so I put you on that Versa Climber. That's not your favorite thing. No, when you did that, I was ready to walk out right out the door. I hated that. <laughs> so we did find a least favorite thing. Uh, if you guys haven't heard of that Versa Climber, that's uh, probably the best conditioning piece of equipment uh, that, that we have in the gym. It doesn't matter how fit my athletes are. We can put them into the Hurt Locker there, can't we? I hate it, but it I understand does. that it's good for me. <laughs> you got better at it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the team, as a team, uh, we got the, well, we beat the uh, the mile Versa Climber record as a team that was a pretty good day what about you though jordan what's your favorite and least favorite things to do in the gym um i really like our agility days especially yesterday when we were doing the thing at the end jumping over the hurdle and i just thought that was really fun because everyone was supporting each other and i just felt like i was getting better every single time and then my least favorite before i started here would definitely be bench because it was just so hard for me but now i've definitely improved a lot yes you have and you know it started with getting better at those push-ups and then eventually getting to the bench press but i agree you've gotten so much stronger there and you know sometimes we have to do the things that we don't necessarily want to do but to get a little bit better at the things that we do want to do but eventually because you're working so hard at those things, maybe just maybe you start to learn to to like it because you can feel the progress, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you never thought you'd be getting into the bench press and actually enjoying it, right? Yeah, I actually really like it now. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and that hurdle drill you guys did yesterday was a lot of fun. You know, you have to basically twist in the air and, and turn, hit, land your feet to the ground, and then as soon as your feet are hitting the ground, you gotta drop down get back up as quickly as you can do a lateral jump back over it's this whole confusing kind of uh drill that we were doing so you were thinking on your feet a little bit and you were turning your muscles off to on as quickly as possible and i wanted you guys to be able to break 6.5 seconds for that particular drill and you both were able to accomplish that by the end which was pretty great i i didn't think that we'd get that yesterday but we did i like the confusing cones when you guys get on that thing it's kind of fun even when you guys watching you uh compete against each other when matt you're leading to one cone and she's got to follow and try to touch the same cone and then vice versa you guys have a lot of fun with that too don't you yeah it's funny to watch jordan try to keep up with yeah i knew he was gonna say that (laughs) (laughs) but but of course you're getting uh, a little bit better every time you do it 
and we switch up the numbers. We make it a little bit uh, harder, a little bit of cognitive conditioning there. I love that one because it's not predictable. And of course, we use the Smart Fit unit I have in the gym, which is a cognitive conditioning tool as well. You guys are getting a little bit sharper and a little bit faster at that, right? And Matt, what do you think is Jordan's best quality? Oh, let's hear it. I'm po- I'm hesitating because I'm thinking of a few. Oh, she hasn't quit from anything. She's whenever I've told her you can do this much weight, she's never backed down and said no, I can't. She she trusts me, and she always tries the best that she can. I love it. Yeah, thank you. And it's also in part because she knows you believe in her, right? Mm-hmm. That's so important. Good. All right, Jordan. What do you think about Matt? Well, Matt, there's so much to say about you. <laughs> Is that sarcasm? <laughs> no. <laughs> you just, I couldn't imagine a better partner than you. You pushed me so hard. And even like when you're messing around, you're like, come on, like, this is easy. I'm like struggling so hard, shaking. Like, it just makes me want to do better. So you just like pushed me. And I really thank you for that. I love it. Jordan, you're always smiling, and you, every every day you walk in the gym, it's a good day. And I love that about you, and I love Matt's slow, humble smile. <laughs> <laughs> and he's actually really a funny, funny guy once you uh, get to know him a little bit. And he does this thing, he's doing it to me right now, <laughs> where he will keep a straight face, and if you try to say something funny, but uh, he'll laugh, but then put a straight face on like he's doing now and and that's uh and that's a a a nice part of uh a quality of of his humbleness and and also uh his his um you know his ability to be funny but in his own in his own way so it's a good positive attitude that both you guys um, bring to the facility bring to the culture but in different ways and you blend together really well and that's obviously why we started to pair you two up in training together too and you both helped each other get better and that's what i love about having that kind of uh, culture in our facility too so we're going to start wrapping this up, but um, what about mentors, guys? Let's let's talk about mentors. Who would you say, rather, is a mentor to you and why? Jordan, you want to start with you? Well, I know it's really cheesy, but my parents, definitely, my mom and dad, they're really supportive. They both work, but they also make time to come to all of our practices and games. And my dad always goes and shoot with me every night. So without them, I wouldn't be where I am today. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> and I'm sure they're going to love to hear that. <laughs> yes. What about you, Maddie? Um, besides all my coaches and everyone, I'd say the class who graduated before me. There were tons of leaders in that class. There's some really inspiring people in that class, like the kid who won state before me, he went to my school. And he was always motivated, always hardworking, always helping people out. And that was just who I wanted to be like. What would you say, Matt, final question here, those guys taught you a lot. So what mentoring advice would you give an up-and-coming athlete who you know, maybe looks up to you? Like I said earlier, uh, be better than the people around you. And if you're better than them, then just find new people to be better than. Surround yourself with people that are like-minded, pushing themselves, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Jordan? 
Well, as a student athlete, I just really stress being organized. Like, if you need a planner to write everything down, then do it. Whatever helps you. Yeah, that's great. A little bit of structure, a little bit of organization, a little bit of planning goes a long ways, doesn't it? Well, this has been fantastic. You guys, I'm so proud of both of you. You're definitely in the top mm, 10 in my gym, I would say. Top 10. 10. Top 10, yeah. You top know, 10 in what? Top, top 10 kids, really. Top 10 athletes. You're both in the top 10, I would say. No, I'm going to miss uh, you so much, Matt, because you're leaving next week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss him so much. I know, oh, my gosh. I know. I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> and, of course, I'm teasing about uh, top 10. But, uh, in other words, we're, we're really going to – it's not going to be the same without you. And we're going to look forward to the times when you are home and you better be coming by and uh you know spending some time with us you better i will all right and then with uh you jordan i would say keep smiling every time you come in because it does it lifts all of us up i would finally say for myself as a coach you both have helped me become a better coach and i want to have the answers i want to be able to help athletes like yourselves that are doing so much like jordan you mentioned before that you gave up traveling this summer so you could really put in a hard uh, strength session or a hard strength progression is a better way to say it where you gave up your summer to really get stronger and really focus on that and for me i'm thinking okay she's giving up all these things what can i do to help her in this process and that's always challenging to say okay when I have an athlete who's willing to do whatever it takes, and Matt, of course, that includes you here too, what do I do with this kid who's already doing everything? You know, how can I give them maybe a little bit more of an edge, or what can I give them for protocol to help them move a little bit better? What can I help them with on nutrition to be able to nourish their bodies a little bit better? What can we do there? And as a coach, um, that's what I find so rewarding because I want to be challenged as well and by the time we get through this process together I've realized that I've grown too in helping you guys grow so I appreciate that so much and I really enjoy coaching both of you I'm going to miss Matt so much but Jordan at least I have you for a while longer don't I yep looking forward to it yeah man yeah man all right guys thanks so much thanks for coming today wasn't that nice and thank you for listening to the pendola project if you'd like to get in touch you can email us pendola project at gmail.com you can find us on facebook and instagram as well and we'll talk to you next time